When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, Jamie Rivers. It is a Friday in St. Louis. Um... And uh, i just like to say hello, Jimmy. How are you? Yeah, Donnie, I'm good. You know, beautiful sunshine outside today. Mm-hmm. I see that the parking lot is somewhat empty, which means some people have taken advantage of this Friday and probably, oh, I don't know, gone home or yeah. taken the day off or had that, oh, that sales lunch. Oh, absolutely so. Mm-hmm. Those are the best, man. Didn't quite get to close that deal, <laughs> boss. <laughs> no. Sorry, but we had great dialogue. Yeah, we, we did. Maybe did you? Maybe next time. Maybe mm-hmm. next time. Well played. Um, I, I have to say that uh, when I pulled into the parking garage this morning and I saw like six cars, I was so excited. <laughs> I, I love coming to work when there's nobody here, man. It's one of my favorite things. I just like getting the better parking spots. Oh, absolutely I so. I hate when I have to like drive around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I feel entitled to a parking <laughs> spot. I honestly feel that just for fun is putting a reserved out there. Just for me, be like, reserve, Jamie Rivers, 101 ESPN. And just see how long it lasts until somebody finally notices that we don't have reserved spots. Sure. Well, let me tell you how long that would last. It would last as long as me getting to work because I would park in that spot. Absolutely. You can park in there. I mean, we don't really overlap on time. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. And if you did park in there, not a big deal. I'd just have you towed. <laughs> hey, that's a real good friend, Jamie. That's so, a real good friend. True story here. Before we get started, Gino Ojik and I played together in Long Island for the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to do practical joke, guys, just small stuff. But I always had an arsenal ready. And so Gino thought it would be funny one day to, like, practical joke me. He, like, cut my tie in half or, you know, whatever. And so then when you go to put your tie on after the game, you got half a tie and you look like a donkey. <laughs> right. And the team rules are you have to wear a tie back then or you get fined. So I was like, okay, Gino, well played. Okay. So... The next day, we get to the ring for practice. I have a tow truck company that I know the guy of in New York. While we're at practice, I have him put Gino's truck on blocks. So he came, jacked it up, took all the wheels off. Oh, and put it on dude, blocks. that's awesome. <laughs> and then I had the tires hidden in the arena in different places <laughs> with clues. Oh, God. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> one clue and one tire led to the next tire and then. So he, but the tires are heavy. Dude, that's fair. So he had to every time go back with one tire and then go back into the rink and find the next clue. Dude, that's brilliantly oh, he was well done. Furious. He came in, I said, I told you, don't ever blank with me. Dude, and, and like and that that if I'm if I remember correctly, 
That is not a small man. No, no. He was a bit of a nutcase, too. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. On, on top of that. Yeah. But so, Gino knew. He but, knew. Oh, that's so... But you know what? Real quick, though, I would think that that kind of thing, and maybe not that, but that sort of joking around and messing around is incredibly critical to that to that locker room chemistry. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have a great time. Yeah. You know, and you establish yourself as a jokester or not. And, you know, after that, people are like, well, I wouldn't... Wouldn't uh, wouldn't mess with him because if he's going to do that to Gino, he'll what? Who knows what he'll do to to me? Sure, but we used to have fun. Like my roommates back then, everybody be like always in a rush. Like we used to stay the night because with the Islanders, we still flew commercial. Imagine that. Oh boy! So after the game, you'd st- you had to spend the night in that city, and then in the morning you'd wake up and you'd always go out. Mm-hmm. Young team, you're out every night. New York City, you probably don't pass that up oh, too many times. God, right? So, but then the next morning. You're packing your bag in a hurry trying to get to the team bus so you can get to the flight at the commercial airport, which, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, my roommate would always be in a rush. So I'd grab something in the room and put it in his bag. So it was like either the phone book, um, the ice container, yeah. the phone. I, so then he'd get home and he'd unpack his bag and he'd have something from that room <laughs> in his bag every time. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. I remember you go through security, and he had the phone one time. And the, the guy's like, whose bag? It's Brad is mystery. He's like, it's my bag. Pulls it off. He pulls out a phone. He's like, why do you have a phone? And he's like, yeah, good question. Because <laughs> my, my teammates are jerks. So that's, that's why. So over the course of the last couple of days there, uh, Jamie, things have uh, – have not been particularly going glowingly with our St. Louis Blues. Uh, um, but I want to pr- I want to ask you about a moment in particular, not from last night, but from Wednesday night when you were on the ice, when you were doing the Bally Sports Midwest broadcast yep. and you were on the ice. Uh, goal early for Edmonton. And then I believe it was either a TV timeout or Chief called a timeout. And apparently, and this was pretty early in the first period, was laying into the fellas pretty well. It, in those moments, what's Chief saying? What 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 is it? The coach beat? Get your head out of your ass. Let's go. Let's move. Or is it like, dudes? What in the hell is going on here? Or you know what I mean? Like, how is that addressed at that moment? Yeah, it's it's more of a. I think what you're doing is you're you're making sure that you're emphasizing what you want, what you want out of the club. Mm-hmm. It's not like a what are you doing? It's it's not a conversation. You've got the TV timeout. He did not take an official timeout. Okay. It was just a TV timeout. So you've got your 90 seconds or whatever the heck it is that you have allotted to you. And he's just like, get going. Quit turning the puck over. Get the pucks in deep. Get on the forecheck. You know, like that kind of stuff. Right. right. Let's get going. Yeah. How much of these last couple of games, you know, man, and this is, I, I absolutely look for you to correct me when I'm wrong here, but it, it feels like when the Blues get themselves in trouble, it's seemingly always the same kind of stuff. It's the not moving the feet. It's the not coming in and banging. It, it, it I mean, it kind of seems like it's this. It's the same sort of thing that affects them each time that this happens. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, what I'm seeing right now, more than anything, is just bad puck management. You know, they're turning the puck over in areas where you shouldn't turn it over. You can't, you can't create any momentum for your hockey club if you can't get any sustained pressure on the opposition. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one thing to be fun and freewheeling out there and you know scoring off the rush is fun to watch and all that stuff, but that's few and far between. Establishing your forecheck and getting in there and grinding the puck down low and making sure you're getting chances at the front of the net, 
That's how you win hockey games, ultimately. With the big thing the other night against the Oilers was they couldn't get their forecheck going mm-hmm. you know, because they weren't putting the pucks into areas that were battles. They were putting the pucks into areas that were turnovers, basically. And against the Oilers, those guys just turn and burn mm-hmm. every time. I, I remember talking about it on the broadcast. Saying, the Oilers do not fear the Blues forecheck at all right now. They're stretching a the guy at the far blue line, and every time there's a turnover, they're just firing it up. They have no fear of the forecheck right now. And the Blues defense couldn't get up to close the gaps either because they have to defend a guy standing behind him. So it's just a it's a sequence of events that create this bad defense or bad forecheck. I see that more than anything is that they, they're not managing the puck well at all. So, okay, and I don't know if – so is this a team-wide issue? Is the defense having more trouble with this than the offense? Is the offense – I mean – It's it, just – it's five-man units. Okay. It's, it's the whole team mm-hmm. right now. I mean, you can't just pinpoint one guy and say, boy, he's managing the puck really well. Okay, right. maybe he is. But if his line mates or his D pair or whatever out there are, are not doing the same, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like if Ryan O'Reilly comes up the ice and puts the puck in a perfect spot or gets to the zone, curls up, and cycles a puck down low, what he's supposed to do, right? Right. But if there's nobody there, it's a turnover. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how good one guy is. If the unit of five isn't in sync, then it goes to crap in yeah. a hurry. I, I was uh, I was reading Blue's Twitter last night, which is always, oh boy, Donnie, boy, it's always it's it's really funny. It's really fun because Trade it ma- everybody. It makes me feel sane. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it makes me go, something. yeah, it really is, man. But I saw a couple of people last night that were um, adamant about how poorly Jordan Cairo has started off the year, and I've even seen a couple of people say that dude should be benched. And listen, I'm not saying any of those things. I, I, I just, I, one, I don't exactly understand what these folks expect still this early in the season. But two, I got to thinking about it and going, I'm not sure how many points dude has, but I'm not hearing him a lot during those games. I mean, he's definitely getting some chances, but not a lot of great chances. What do you think, Jamie? Oh, they're absolutely 100% correct to expect things. Hey, he's eight. got nine more years with the Blues. Yeah. 2.8 million this year and then, what, eight times eight. I'm sorry. Time with, to step it up. With contracts and money comes expectations. Mm-hmm. And certainly with proven performance in the past, creates future expectations. It's just the way it is. You gave me 75 points last year. Where is it now? Right. You know, so I, I think the biggest problem with Jordan Kyrie right now, he's not using his speed. He's not. He comes down the ice and he starts to water ski. And that's all I mean by that is he plants the feet and he glides. And he starts to stick handle really slow and like tries to make a play out of something. No, mm-hmm. you are a burner. You just fly down that wing, take the defenseman wide, force him to skate with you. If he does, that will open up drop passes to other guys because you're taking a defender with you. And if he can't keep up with you, guess what? You're past him and you have a scoring chance. Right. There you go. Yeah. That's Jordan Cairo Hockey 101. This is exactly what Chief is telling him to do. It's exactly what I would tell him to do. But every time he gets to that blue line, he wants to either slow down or cut to the middle. I know why. I know why. Because playing the game with speed and going to the outside, there's risk. Mm-hmm. There's risk. There's there's risk that somebody times you up and eliminates you into the boards. It puck ends up in the corner. It ends up in a heavy area where Jordan Cairo maybe doesn't want to be. I don't know if he does or he doesn't, but it doesn't appear like he wants to be down there. Mm. He's got to get. He's got to drive wide, and then once he gets half a stride on anybody, cut to the middle. Then force the guy to haul you down, hook you, trip you, whatever it is. 
And if he doesn't, you get a goal. You get a goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. So he's not playing that way right now. He's playing. He's trying to be Robert Thomas. Right now, we don't need that. We've already got a Robert Thomas. Correct. And he's good. He's really good at what he does. Now he had a little bit of a bump in the road last night as far as turnovers and defensively, it looked a little bit um, average. Mm -hmm. We'll say. But no, Jordan Cairo is a dynamic skater with goal scoring ability. Use it. And is this? And, and maybe, the, maybe then I'm. I mean, is it crazy to suggest dude gets a night in the press box? Uh, yeah, it is right now. Okay, yeah, it's not time for that. But it's not crazy to put him back down on third line. Right now, I don't know if your third line has much of an identity because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last night you had Barbashev, Torpchenko, and Levo. It's your third line. Like, I like all those guys. Yes. And I, I really like Barbie, but w- what are you bringing there? Sure. But imagine if you had Torpchenko, Barbie, and Cairo. Well, that might be a little something. Now, now you've got – it's a little bit of a demotion for Cairo. It's a little bit of a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. And now you, you've had some goal scoring to that line. You know, I, I look – I don't know. I, I think you need more out of Jordan Cairo right now. He's not alone, though. That's the thing. It's like so people want to – Single one person. They, do. Out. they want to attack. Yeah. Everybody wants one thing to attack. It's not just Jordan Cairo. And you know? can see that though when you're watching. It's it's the team. It is. Yeah. And I I, I said this a couple of years ago too. Like before people realized how good Jay Bolmeister was, they used to look at his contract. Well, look at what he makes. I mean, okay. And I understand there's a dollar value. And I just alluded to that a second ago with Jordan Cairo. However, sometimes if you eliminate the contract, if you didn't know how much a guy made, you might be okay with the way he's playing mm-hmm. because it's not reflecting what he's making. Now, that's not an out clause for Jordan Cairo on this one. He's got to go. He's got to get going. He's not the only one, though. Right. Like, that's the thing. It's like he, he, Braden Shen's got to get going. Barbashev's got to get going. O'Reilly's got to get going. I mean, these guys are working hard, and I love them to death. But they're not producing. They've yeah. got one five-on-five goal in the last, what, three games? Four games? Yeah. Otherwise, it's been power play goals or empty netters. And this team's just too good for that. It's way too good for way that. Way too good for that. When I started going to Crestwood Dental Group to see Dr. James Maxwell, I had a legit fear of going to the dentist's office. I had to get a lot of work done because of that. But listen... Because my kids are going to Dr. Maxwell, they have had such a great experience going there. They're not going to grow up like me with this irrational fear of going to the dentist. And those guys, have they just have the best smiles. And that's with the help of Dr. Maxwell and his amazing staff. Listen, Dr. Maxwell is always learning. They're always using the latest and the greatest in technologies to make the experience better for you. Also, cosmetic dentistry. They handle the general dentistry stuff as well. If you're family needs a dentist, Dr. Maxwell and his staff, they're going to treat you great. They're going to treat you like my family, all right? Reach out to them, CrestwoodDental.com, or give them a call at 314-463-5655. This is something that we've talked about before, and and I, and without being able to replicate the exact situation and tell you what time of the game it was, you know, this might be lost a little bit, but we've talked a lot about, obviously, Robert Thomas has just unbelievable ability all the way around. But I was watching the other night, Blues were on a power play. He absolutely had an open shot at the net and passed it off for somebody else. And it's just something that we've talked about before, man. Like, if he just takes that shot every once in a while, then it it, it changes the dynamic of how everything is being played down there. 
And it was just one of those times where I was yelling at my TV to shoot. How is that going to happen for that young man? Yeah. Is it going to happen for that young man? Well, it'll happen. It, it, it did at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. If you look at his goal output last year towards the end of the season, he really started scoring goals. And he was shooting the puck a lot more. <sighs> He's a pass-first guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. And we fine. get that. It's fine. But the one thing that he can do to help himself is shoot the puck. Because when he shoots the puck, it draws coverage mm-hmm. to him. It, it has guys committing to blocking shots and getting into, into puck lanes. Well, if they're in that lane, passing lanes are available. Now, you know, Tarasenko's available or Cairo or whoever's on that line um, while Buchnevich is out. Those guys are available for offense then. So you just keep pounding it home. You just keep saying, listen, you had a good look here. Shoot the puck. Yeah. Shoot the puck. Robbie, here you go. And you have to take video of three or four opportunities, and you're like, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. Or you tell them in practice, every time your line comes down the ice today, I want you to be the guy who shoots the puck. Don't tell your line mates. Just shoot the puck. I'll be damned. Want to get that into your brain. Train the brain. Shoot the puck. I'll be darned. Well, a couple couple of things here, because uh, we've been gloom and doom here for the uh, first yeah, Donnie, part, really. part, part, part of the podcast. But I, I did want to ask you about something, uh, and I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but over the course of the last day or so, the – Dressing room facilities at the Phoenix Coyotes oh, uh, facility has been kind of revealed. The home locker room, the away room um, area. Yeah. This has got to be completely disheartening if you're a Phoenix Coyote player, right? Like, there can be no positive side of this, really, right? The only positive, Donnie, is if you're under the age of 25, playing for the Arizona Coyotes, and you're going out after the game on the ASU campus. All right. <laughs> Good point. Yes. That's, I mean, yeah. was it the party party school of the, uh, yeah. of the countrywide? Or Absolutely. Party school? But, I mean, how does that – How I think my question more than anything else – It's depressing. It, it's so depressing. It's how depressing. does the NHL allow that to be okay? They, I guess they don't have another choice. I don't know what's going on. I've talked to a couple of players about this. And, you know, per the agreement with the revenue sharing and all that model and the, whatever, they the projections show that the Coyotes will make more money playing in that rink than what they were doing in Glendale. Unreal. Which, well, you take in the cost of the lease. You take in the cost of, like, running your operations through there. Uh, ticket sales that were low anyways. Now you're going to get probably match the ticket. You'll probably actually get more ticket sales on a nightly basis because it's in an area that's much closer to Scottsdale, mm-hmm. which is where the money is in that area. Uh, it's where the hockey people are. All the people that are snowbirds or from you know northern states or Canada, they go down, they live in Scottsdale. Yeah. They don't live in Glendale. They live in Scottsdale, which is about a 40-minute difference when you're in that area. I know I played there. Yeah. And so they're going to fill that building. It's anticipated. With the, with the ticket prices staying the same and the lease being cheaper. Like, all of these things, right? It's either you have to increase sales or, you know, be able to create a better margin for yourself. And they've created a better margin, and apparently they're not going to lose money this way. There, there was a picture I saw this morning inside the Coyotes locker room, and they didn't have the, the shelving all around the room. Uh-huh. So, like, some players' gloves were up on the shelves, some were down on the – like, it – it it looked like um, 
it, it looked like the locker room that we used to change in for the Blues uh, or for the Urge Point hockey game uh, out at out at the Hardy's complex or yeah. whatever. Like it just was, man, dude. It was depressing when you when you when you see all yeah. of the other NHL locker rooms. There's a, I will say this: there's a certain feeling when you walk into your home rink, like you're proud. Right, like you walk in and like this is my locker room and the trainers, they always do such an awesome job. Like it's all vacuumed and it smells great. And imagine that, right? A hockey locker yeah. smells great. Which is amazing. The gear is hung up, the jerseys are put with the names are out. Like it just looks Dude, it's badass. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. Man. It really is. I always like I always cherished that moment I walked in the locker room, no matter what rink we were in, and I'd I'd always go in and walk straight to my stall. I kind of look at my jersey and be like, God damn, <laughs> I'm in the NHL. Dude, that's so And I take the jersey and like kind of hang it behind and whatnot, and then I go change, whatever. But I always took that moment to kind of appreciate the fact that this is cool. Yeah. Now I'm walking into a warehouse, basically, with curtains that are put up and metal rods, and they're faux-creating a locker room-ish. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I feel so proud. I f- I'd feel like I'm back in the minors. Like I did something wrong. Yeah, I mean that's because that's kind of what it looks like. I even saw some people commenting that were like, "If I were on that team, I'd be asked to be sent to the AHL tomorrow." Well, the <laughs> AHL is a great facility too. So, I mean, <laughs> just adding insult to injury there. What do you think about the reverse retros for the Blues? I absolutely love it. Do you, dude? I'm in love with it. I love the original logo. That was the uh, the very, very first logo for the Blues. It never got put on a jersey or used in an actual regular season game. It was like an idea from the Salmons or something, Correct. right? And uh, it's actually where the Blue Note originated. Is It kind of took that and ran with it a little bit. But I love it. I love... Look at the yellow is great, man. Yeah. It's different. It, it Well, it's, it's definitely different. And more than anything else, man, I just like that there are so many options. Um, as far as a fan goes. And you know what, though, too? When you really get up close with these things and really look at them, the stitching, the lettering, it's really freaking sharp. It's awesome. Put the blue helmet with the blue gloves, the yellow on the socks. Like, it's going to look pretty sick. It really is. I, I really have got, I have not had a Blues jersey in a long time, and I have really got to make the commitment. But now, when you're spending that kind of money, there's lots of different options, and I don't even know what I would choose. Yeah, but think about this. I would probably choose a unique jersey, whether mm-hmm. it be the new reverse re- retro or the heritage blue one that they wear. Or Which the, is what I think I would probably lean towards. That way there, it's always a classic. Yeah. So it never goes out. So 20 years from now, this is the jersey they wore at the Winter Classic, and it still holds water. Or this is the reverse retro from 2022, 2023, and it still holds water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely so. I think I'm getting the, the, the I think I've just made the decision. The Winter Classic, Braden Shin, bing, bang, boom. I like it. I'm out of here, man. I, yeah. Well, wait, I'm not out of here. That's a good idea. I'm still staying here. Yeah, you're, you're, you're still here, contractually obligated. I got really excited. Hmm. Well, I don't know how to take that. I did, a, I did a notorious B.I.G. reference when I was filling in with, uh, with Alex Ferrario the other day, and I felt so dumb after I said it uh, because I was talking about the Bills, and I got super excited, and I said something like, and that's how it's going to go, baby, baby. And I, 
Tanner and Alex started cracking up, and I just turned red because it felt like the dumbest thing I've ever said Tanner on the air. Tanner doesn't even know who Notorious B.I.G. is, probably. But, but, Tanner, yeah, you're right. You're, I think he's 21. Yeah, yeah, because we were talking about Smashing Pumpkins, and he just, whoop, it was not a conversation that he was there to have. Billy Corgan. I love. Interesting dude. And not, to, not to, to get too far off topic. I love being on your radio station. Like I love, <laughs> I love it so much. But I'm I also good, man. I, but I also want people to like know that I don't think that I'm like this super sports guy that deserves to be on the sports station. I'm just a fan, bro. Donnie, here's the thing, okay? If you're if you're just honest about your opinion, people don't care. Yeah. So like when we talk hockey, people expect me to have an opinion that makes sense. Mm-hmm. When I talk baseball, I have my opinion. Of what I'm seeing. I'm not Brad Thompson. Yeah. I don't pretend to be. I have my beliefs. I watch every freaking Cardinals game. And in my head, this is what I believe. And so that's what I bring to the radio station or to the show is my own opinion. I'm not Cardinals expert. Right. No, but I'm a baseball guy who watches that. And I'm like, you know what? I don't like this. I don't like the way this guy's. Or I'm seeing this. Then you ask questions. Yeah. You know what? Let me, you know, while we're here, I, I, I definitely want to ask you about this. Um, it, it, it's kind of a two-parter, uh, and it is a Cardinal question, so we kind of deviate oh, from the Blues a little bit. But no, like, no, it's fine. But Cardinals had massive, announced massive turnover in their coaching staff this yeah. week. And then Jeff Albert, who was the hitting coach, goes on to say that he didn't want to come. He was offered a contract by Mo. said he did not want to come back because he thought he got unfairly blamed for their hitting struggles last year. I am I am <clears throat> dying to know what you one think of the turnover on the staff. Is yeah. that a big deal or not a big deal? And then two, what you think of what Jeff Albert said. Well, one, it's a big deal when you lose that many guys. You lost your bench coach, your hitting coach, your pitching coach, your bullpen coach. Those are four of the main guys. Huge. Huge. Um so they got some work to do there for sure. Uh as far as Jeff Albert's comments go, like why are you listening? Right. Like the only thing that matters for me is that the players I work with understand and respect what I'm doing and that the people who are my superiors are happy with the product that I'm providing. That's it. So, Donnie, I compare it to this. As if on our show, The Fashion, we have the text line. And people can text in all day long. Great. If they decide to text in and just hate me and don't like what I'm saying and you're an idiot and you're this and that, do I read those and then quit because no. I can't take it? No. Like, I know it's a smaller scale. I know it's a larger right. scale when you're talking Cardinals baseball yeah. and whatnot. But to me, it's like, what do you care? If John Mozeliak is sitting there about to offer you a contract, he's telling he's endorsing what you're doing. Right. That's all that you need. That's the reassurance that you need. It's so bizarre. And then there was this other half of, like, Cardinal Twitter that went to defend him and say that Cardinals Twitter is not going to like any hitting coach and then went on to reiterate that the Cardinals were top five in hitting last year in the in offense. But, man, you watch that team like I did. They were streaky as hell and have been for the last few years. I'm not saying that's Jeff Albert's complete fault, but you also hear rumors about guys going other places to get hitting instruction yeah. and things like that. Well, which, by the way, let's just put an end to that. That's common. Common. It's common. Really? Guys who play for the Yankees, like Aaron Judge. Oh, that's right. His hitting coach lives in St. Peter's, for Christ's yeah. sake. Like, you, everybody's got a guy. Right. right. So it's no different than, without name dropping, but I will, is the Kachuk brothers. They come back here to St. Louis in the summertime. 
we work on skills together. Mm-hmm. I'm their St. Louis skill guy. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad thing? No. For the Ottawa Senators and the Florida Panthers? Because they've got their own hit. Like, should they use their guy? Like, I'm just saying players have their own hitting gurus, and then they usually have the hitting guy on the same page as the hitting coach. Yes. Yeah, so then, like, that brings up another great question. So then does, like, Florida and Ottawa want to know what you're doing with, with Matthew and Brady? Uh, they don't really inquire all that much. Okay. I have talked to a couple of people in the Ottawa organization, obviously not Florida so much. Calgary, Craig Conroy used to buzz me a little bit and say, hey, oh, how's Matthew looking and whatnot. And, but they generally just, hey, what, what are they working on? Mm-hmm. And I, with these guys, it's, with those two, it's all net front presence. Big man hockey. That's all we do. Work down low, work the front of the net, deflections, little one-timers, in tight, you know, playoff-style stuff. Yeah. That's all they want to work on. So guess what? That's what we do. And then you see it every night when they play. They're literally doing the same stuff. They're in front of the net. They're deflecting pucks or getting rebounds or making plays in a tight area. They work on it all summer long. Dude, that's so amazing. I One of these days, I want to watch you work. Ooh. I want to watch you do that skill stuff. All right. I I... I do the the things in which that I have learned from you just by us talking, it, it, man, I've learned so much about the game. I have so much respect for what you're able to do with these guys. I think probably Jamie because we see it come to fruition on the ice for our Blues. That's yeah. badass, dude. It's fun, man. It's fun. It's uh, it's a whole different level. It's one thing when you coach like little kids, you get a, certainly get a gratification when they start to do the things you're coaching them. It's a, it's another level when you're working with guys that are you know, the best in their field, yeah. and then they're implementing things, or they have success in one area. Maybe not something specific you did in that practice, but the outcome is what you wanted from that specific drill, and then you see it in a game kind of present itself, and they have success. You're like, damn, that's good stuff. Dude, and, like, and plus two, so you're influencing NHL players. You're influ- influencing the next level of NHL players here in St. Louis. Like, that's a pretty unbelievable responsibility. And you know what is awesome? I know you know it's a responsibility and take it as such. Absolutely. It's not a goof. You know, like 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 making sure that these guys know the right way to do it or these kids know the right way to do it. I know that's important to you and that's awesome to me. Yeah, I appreciate that. It is important to me. And, you know, it's the growth of hockey in St. Louis has been massive over the last 10 to 15 massive. years. And I've been retired for 10 years, so I'd like to think I've had a, a part of it, um, a part in it rather. But so have a lot of other people. A lot of people dedicate a lot of time, uh, coaches that volunteer, whether they have, you know, skills companies or they're just coaches that jump on the ice. Heck, there's some coaches that can barely play hockey, but they're jumping out there and they're volunteering their time to try and teach some of these other kids how to play. It's kind of cool. I like it. Man, that's so rad. Four. Our homeboy, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers, Donnie Fandango. As always, let's go Blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.